architect. So if you want to put yourselves on mute, that would be brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. A few quick notices. They are quick today, by the way. Uh, prayer groups this Wednesday at 8pm on Zoom. Church council meeting was last Thursday. People with paper copies would have got uh, the minutes on Friday. And breakout rooms are at the end. That was quick and, and short. Thank you. Right. Now, I know John's told you to just put yourselves on mute, but I might ask you to, to take yourselves off again because I've got a question for you. Because God's been saying to me this week about how he is the God who turns things around. So I've got a, a quick yeah, quiz for you. And no, well, not really a quiz, just a, a joining in. Let's encourage one another by telling each other how we can remember. What do you remember that God did in the Bible to turn something around completely? Can you give me some examples? Jonah and Nineveh. Turning around. The Ninevites. Because they... <laughs> Sorry, we're having a conversation. It's really all about you, but I just wanted to jump in. That was the first thing. That they repented. Yeah, they repented. They, they did repent. Yeah. yeah. So God had mercy on them and didn't bring the... Right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody died. Somebody prayed he wouldn't die, and the, the son went back on the steps. Absolutely. Yeah, that was an amazing turnaround. A yes, it was. Against physics, yeah. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph, explain, please. Um, turned around the situation for him in jail. Absolutely. He was in jail and he ended up ruling the country and have been the biggest, most amazing power in the land. Fantastic. God used his power for good. Anything else? Wall of Jericho. The Wall of Jericho. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Amazing turnaround. Any yeah. more? Oh, five, feed the 5,000. There, no, there was no fish and then suddenly. <sighs> yeah. Got a range for loads of fish humongous number of people who need feeding mm. and there's a few fish and a bit of bread oh my life he turns it around and they're all fed and how many basketfuls Twelve. Twelve, exactly yeah, oh my yeah. goodness. wow is god amazing or what <clears throat> any more yeah. any more daniel daniel oh loads in daniel yeah which one colin well the daniel in the lion's den lion's den oh yes Am I going to be eaten by a lion? It looks like it. Oh, but no, I'm not, because God is there. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, oh, yeah, more, more. The see, oh, it's brilliant. More. Yeah. Jesus on the cross. Oh, the biggest and the best. Absolutely. Yeah, Jesus definitely. is dead. Oh, no, he's not. Turned it around. He rose from the dead. Completely. Do you know what? There are so many. Um, and actually, what I would like to encourage you to do is to have a think about uh, that's we've come up with some brilliant examples there of what's happened in the Bible. Now turn it around and think about what's happened in your life. Can you think of some amazing turnaround examples of how God has turned things around for you or for people that you know? Um, and we'll come back to that at the end if we've got time, because um, I would love us to be encouraged by that. If you can think of things that um, that God has done, like really, you know, that we can share one one with another, that would be brilliant. So let's hold on to the fact that God can turn things around, especially in these times when goodness me, we want things turned around, don't we? Um, but you know, it's all in God's plan. God's plans are not the same as our plans, and you know, He 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 sees everything. So we're in good hands. I'm just going to pray and then we're going to start by worshipping and we're going to sing holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. God, thank you that you have done some seriously amazing things. And we can, when we just read about them or we hear about them, we're just reminded of, about how all powerful and almighty you are. God, thank you for lifting our hearts this morning, but by just hearing all these examples of how you turn things around. And God, I just pray that whatever situations we are uh, tempted to worry about at the moment, we just lay them before you and recognize that you are the God who turns things around and say to you, we worship you, we honour you, we bless you. That's what we want to do here this morning. I pray that you'll enable us to hear your voice and to give our praise to you as you deserve it this morning, Lord God. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, brilliant. So if you can put yourselves all on mute now, which you all have, well done, excellent. We're gonna we're gonna sing holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, early in the morning, our sun shall rise to thee. this morning um 
difficult to learn new songs while we're on Zoom, but we thought we'd give it a go anyway. So let's uh, see how we get on with this one. Another one that just basically says how brilliant God is, because we love singing about that. Um, so uh, John and I will sing and um, we'll do lots of repeaty bits and we'll start with the chorus and yeah, we'll just go with the flow. So uh, join in and um, let's see how we get on uh, learning a new song. Yeah. 
song. Sorry, I dropped all my pieces of paper, so now I've got to work out where I am. Here we go. Uh, maybe we'll do that again in a few weeks' time and uh, learn it a bit more. Um, okay, we have a guest speaker today, um, and uh, we, so I know most of you, I'm sure, will recognise her, um, uh, the Reverend Gail Phillip. Uh, she has been to speak to us before at NCF. I was trying to remember when the last time was, actually. I think it might have been while she was still... Um, doing her curacy. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, she's fully fledged Rev now and is uh, vicar at St Giles in Exhall and has been there for the last 18 months, I think. Um, but uh, she's going to speak to us in, in two goes this morning. And uh, leading into that, uh, we have Hyunjin, who is going to do bring our Bible reading. So I will just uh, let's go for the Bible and then I'll uh, press the button for Gail as well. Hello, dear NCF Church family. Daniel here, back in Edinburgh, back to my studies. Uh, John kindly asked me to read from 1 Thessalonians. So let's read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, first 11 verses. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know well, very well, that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labour pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to this day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Daniel. Warm greetings uh, from here in Exhall to all of you gathered for Zoom worship at Nuneaton Christian Fellowship at NCF uh, today. I'm very sorry that I'm not able to be with you in person on your Zoom, uh, but it's wonderful that we can still share in fellowship and friendship together, even by these more remote means. Uh, and my real hope and prayer is that through this message today, God's Spirit will encourage and strengthen our hearts all the more, a phrase that Paul likes to use often in this letter to the Thessalonians, all the more through this third long haul lockdown, as indeed it is for us. What a brilliant part of scripture you've chosen to focus on at this particular time of year too. I'm joining you, I understand, as you journey through 1 and then 2 Thessalonians. 
And one of the books I've been reading in preparation for today sums up the theme of Paul's writing in these letters uh, as the theme of patience, of hope, patience of hope. And if ever we needed the patience that Christian hope inspires, it is now, particularly in a week, sadly, when we have marked this tragic milestone of 100,000 precious lives lost to COVID-19 in our own country, alongside the estimated 2.2 million people who have so far succumbed to this disease worldwide. We remember these are not just statistics, but people like us, known to God and to others by name, created in God's image, precious, honoured, each with their own unique life stories and loved ones who will miss them so desperately. One of the headings given to the particular part of 1 Thessalonians we're looking at today, which is chapter 5 and verses 1 to 11, is advice for the faint-hearted. Uh, and that subheading immediately resonated with me, as I know I'm having my fair share, probably my, like many people, of faint-hearted moments and days indeed, wondering when the extra miles of this Covid marathon will stop rolling out, when we can go places again, when we can hug again, when we can stand side by side and sing together in worship again, when face masks, isolation, social distancing and lockdown won't be everyday vocabulary or indeed everyday experience anymore. The Thessalonians Paul was writing to were also having to wait a much longer time than they had ever expected. We understand that when they received Paul's letter, uh, Paul's letters to them, they were still relatively new believers. They were there were a lot of gaps in their knowledge partly because Paul had had to leave them uh, much earlier than anticipated. So through his letters and by sending Timothy to visit them as well, Paul is trying to fill in some of the missing pieces in the theological and spiritual jigsaw puzzle uh, for this Thessalonian, this young Thessalonian church. Coming towards the close of this first letter in the passage we're looking at today, I would sum up Paul's main message in three encouragements. Be reassured, be re-energised and be ready for a great reunion. Be reassured, be re-energised and be ready for a great reunion. Firstly, these Thessalonian Christians need, as we certainly do at the moment, reassurance. They were not just waiting for the end of a lockdown. They were eagerly waiting for the end of all things, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, the second coming. They'd been given to understand that this would happen in their lifetime, that it was imminent. And now they were living with a hope deferred, struggling with disappointed expectancy, frustrated by the delay and baffled by its implications for them and for their loved ones. As so many are at the moment, 
this was a grief-stricken people battling their way through bereavement because a number of, in their own fellowship had sadly died, something they had not expected to happen before Jesus' return. And they were wrestling with what we might call in modern social media terms, FOMO, fear of missing out. Their very real fear was that their fellow believers who had died would somehow miss out on all the benefits of Christ's return because they had passed away before that return took place. This was one of the critical questions they wanted Paul to address, one of his main reasons for writing. And Paul is able to offer them the reassurance they need. Now, the reassurance doesn't come from trying to figure out exact times and dates for Jesus' return, just as we've experienced it in, in this now almost year of pandemic, the futility of trying to pinpoint precise dates and times for our own plans or for when things might return to something which we used to call normal. Neither does reassurance come from the peace and safety messages falsely banded about by the prevailing social, economic and cultural powers of their time. The Roman Empire's brand slogan in this first century was Pax et Securitas, Peace and Security. It was the slogan used to promote the Roman Empire's occupying ambitions. It was their propaganda machine. They would, they told people, bring order and end to turmoil, political and economic stability. But of course, this was false reassurance. These human powers were simply not able to deliver on their promises. And so Paul turns the Thessalonians' attention away from what they cannot know to what they can know, away from what they can't be certain of to what they can be certain of. And that is the very real hope and authentic reassurance to be found in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, the foundation for true and eternal peace and security, the means by which nothing can ever separate us from the love of God, whether we die before Jesus returns or remain alive to see that day. The resurrection signed, sealed and delivers, delivered as it is, is the rock of reassurance, which transforms the day of the Lord into a day of anticipation rather than apprehension, a day of hope rather than a day of despair. As Anne Morrissey, a community theologian and lecturer, puts it, hope is not a guarantee that all will be well, nor is hope a conclusion that we draw. Hope is rather a choice that we make. That choice is to hope not in our circumstances, not in political or economic powers, not in our achievements and abilities, however fruitful and good these may be, but to hope first and foremost in Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, as the one who come what may and into eternity will always see us through. So let's pause there at the end of part one with that first encouragement to be 
reassured. Brilliant. Thank you, Gail. Uh, yes, good, good stuff. We all need some reassurance. Um, we will be reassured. We will be re-energised and we will be ready for the great reunion, um, even as the Thessalonians were. Um, we're going to sing another song now, um, which is As Morning Dawns. Um, your name is a strong and mighty tower. We all need a strong and mighty tower, even if everything's going really great. You know, we all need a strong and mighty tower. We need God. So uh, let's uh, let's sing this. to part two of the message from 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 1 to 11 today. I don't know about you, uh, but I found in this lockdown that along with so many other things, my normal sleep patterns have been somewhat disrupted. I feel as though I'm seeing more of what the Bible calls those watches of the night and feeling wide awake uh, at some quite peculiar times. The subject of sleep features quite prominently in our passage today. You are all children of the light and children of the day, says Paul. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, 
but let us be awake and sober. Paul then is helping the Thessalonians to find the best ways of waiting, waiting for Jesus' return. The best use of the waiting time is certainly not in trying to work out exactly when it will end. That's fruitless and futile. Rather than becoming disheartened and demoralised by the apparent delay, Paul's encouragement is for the Thessalonians and us indeed to be re-energised even in the midst of our waiting. Rather than focusing on what is not happening, Paul calls for an attentiveness and an alertness to the things that are happening, the things which are signs already of the kingdom of God breaking through, even though it has not yet fully come or been fully realised on earth as it is in heaven. In our longing for lockdown to be over, I wonder what we might be missing along the way. What messages about spiritual hunger, prayer, quality of relationship, social justice, inequality, care for the for the environment and even what it means to be the church of christ in the 21st century what of those messages is god perhaps waking us up to like never before are we allowing these labor pains we're experiencing to lead to new birth or simply a bouncing back to exactly what went before. This, I think, will be our challenge over the months to come, and it's going to need a lot of attentive watchfulness and prayer, a lot of careful listening to God and to one another. So many people are saying they're finding this current lockdown so much harder than the ones before, even now with the very real hope vaccines are gradually injecting into society. I'm thinking back to my love of Star Trek and Captain Kirk's famous phrase, energise, as a way of transporting people from one place to another. And to the Thessalonians, who are becoming somewhat despondent, sleepy and fed up in their waiting, Paul is giving an encouragement to be re-energised by the Spirit of God, to be recharged by the faith, hope and love which had first led them to Christ. For them to find again that work produced by faith, that labour prompted by love and that endurance inspired by hope, which Paul identifies as being their strengths, their hallmarks as a church in chapter one of his letter to them. These things have made them an example, a model to, to others, not only in their own fellowship, but to a wider audience of believers as well, to those believers in Macedonia and Achaia, to people they haven't even met before. So this is not the time then to down spiritual tools, but rather to take them up with even greater determination and creativity. The time for gathering, the time for the great reunion with Jesus and with others will come. 
we have the promise of an eternity through which we will be face to face with the Lord Jesus we love and in fellowship with all the saints past and present. But this is a time for us to work on our readiness for that day and to help others to be ready for that day too. We think of all those fa other faces we'll want to see there as well, faces of family, of friends, of colleagues, neighbours and strangers, all caught up in this amazing love of Christ. And that readiness comes not through fear, but through encouragement. It comes through building one another up and doing that all the more as the delay seems all the longer. The longer this goes on, the more we'll all need to draw on that vast reservoir of eternal hope to sustain us. The more we'll need to make that our choice. How then can we hold on to and hold out this hope of true reassurance? How then can we be re-energised by God's Spirit to share God's love in action more fully and more widely, even as the Spirit of God is never locked down? And even as we wait in faith, hope and love for those many reunions, we're all longing to see. Amen. Amen. Wow. Um, I hope you, you got some, some gems and some nuggets in there. God's word, as always, um, full, 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 full of things. And I know that God will have been speaking to you um, and more than likely in different ways than he's been speaking to me or to John or to anybody, really. I love that God can, can speak relevant to us individually through the same passage and through somebody speaking it to us. So, yeah, Lord, I just want to pray that you will bring your word to life in our hearts and that you will use what Gail has brought to us this morning to um, move us forward in the ways that you want us to move forward. God, we want to be ready for you. We want to be willing to be waiting in a good way and to be doing whatever you want us to be doing, God. Lord, will you continue to speak to us, shape us, mould us, make us more like Jesus, God. We want to, to honour you and bless you. And I do pray that your word would be living and active in our lives from this moment and the rest of the day and every day. Amen. We're going to sing again and then uh, Jean is going to bring our, uh, our prayer time uh, that we will join in with. Um, so I'll press the right button again.
Thank you, Lord. Um, while I was preparing for the prayer, this, these um, two Chronicles 714 kept coming up. And I've, I've just written down, um, I found a song that is based on. So I'll just base that on my start the prayer off with that. Um, yes. Um, so it says, um, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. If my people will humble themselves and pray. And then the chorus goes, return to me and I'll return to you. And you'll be my people and I'll be your God. Return to me and I'll return to you. And I'll give you a heart to know me. So Lord, today what we want to do, we want to humble ourselves before you today. And Lord, yes, we do return to you. And we know, Lord, and we thank you that you do give everything good. Holy Spirit, and we welcome, we welcome your presence with us here today. Even though we're not together in the same building, we thank you that wherever we are, that you're with us. Um, we thank you for every one of us here in the NCF family. Thank you for every every single person. Thank you, Lord, that we're all so precious to you. And we honour our leaders. Heavenly Father, thank you that you know every one of us in great detail. You know every single thing about us, everything that we're going through during this difficult time. And Lord, we we are before you now. And Lord, we lift our hearts to you. We just lift our hearts to you. We just know that you love us and we thank you that you're with us. And um, we worship you and we praise you and we thank you that you love us so much and you've got the best plans for our lives. Heavenly Father, today we also want to pray prayers of, um, we want to pray some prayers of repentance so that we can stand in the gap, if you like, for, um, for, our, for our nation or for whatever nation that we're representing, that's represented here today among us as a whole. Um, Heavenly Father, we come before you now. Uh, we just present ourselves before you on behalf of our, we just present our lives before you. And we present our, our loved ones, our families. Um, we humble ourselves before you. And thank you, Lord, that you're with us. And we want to return to you. And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness and mercy and grace and deliverance. Um, we ask for you to intervene in our families, our immediate families, Lord, um, and our extended families. We ask in the name of Jesus that you would forgive the sins of our families, whatever these are, you know, past sins, present and future. Father God, we confess the sins of our families and ask that you would have mercy and cleanse us with the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus um, and that if we confess, I thank you for the word that says if we confess our sin, we are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Thank you, Father, for this. Spend a few moments. Heavenly Father, thank you that we come before you to pray for our nation the British Isles and whatever nation that is represented here today among us. We stand before you, Heavenly Father, and that you'd have mercy on our nation and forgive our leaders and, and our nation um, as we have walked away from you. Father, we are sorry and um, that we may have done things that have grieved you. Heavenly Father, I ask that you'd have mercy upon, we ask that you'd have mercy upon the UK and forgive us. And um, anything that has been done in the UK by its leaders, our leaders, that's not been right, please forgive us. And please forgive out any unrighteousness and have mercy upon us. And Lord, I pray may the hearts of our leaders will start to turn towards you and repent. And that um, individuals um, that we're so familiar with, be amazing if they could come to the Lord Jesus like the Prime Minister. Um, different people in the cabinet, in the government, different uh, public figures. We pray that you'll pour out your spirit upon them. Father, we humble ourselves before you and ask that you would heal our land. And please, Lord, we ask that you forgive us for the sin in the UK um, that has been committed and ask that you'd have mercy upon us. Father, we are so appalled by the the awful um, milestone, as been mentioned, about 1,000 100,000 deaths in the UK. Oh, Father God, we pray that you would 
intervene and slow down uh, and reduce and in fact stop um, these deaths. We pray, Lord God, that you would intervene and reduce the infection rates of this virus, Lord. We pray. We pray, Lord, that you would bring an end to this awful infection that is um, having it, um, that is affecting our country and also that it's affecting the whole world. We pray, Lord, that you would intervene. We ask, Lord, to have mercy. Please, Lord, have mercy because so many people are dying. Heavenly Father, Lord, please send healing into our communities. Thank you, Father. We know that you are not on lockdown, as Gail said. You are not in lockdown. And we thank you for sending healing into our communities and into our hospitals and into our uh, neighbourhoods. Thank you, Lord, for helping everyone that's involved. Give us all energizers. Give us strength to help our to help people who are working with people to save lives, the vulnerable people. And Heavenly Father, we do grieve and mourn with those who have lost people. People, Lord, that we know, people that uh, have been vulnerable and, and, and been unfortunate enough to catch this virus. Lord, please help and please send your grace and mercy to our land. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we just pray the Lord's Prayer together? Our Father, Father. take everyone to come off mute and pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jean. Before we sing our last song, um, I just wondered if anybody had thought of a turnaround situation that they would be willing to share with us, that God has turned something around for you or in your knowledge of somebody else is fine. Don't feel the pressure, but if you have an encouraging something or other, now is the moment. Cathy uh, uh, and I uh, met through Bueller Friendship Agency back in 1995. That was a real turnaround for the two of us. Fantastic. And look at you now. Think yeah. you're planning that. I think so. <laughs> Fabulous, thank you. Yvette. I want to say thank you to everyone for your prayer and your support. I'm home now, um, but I'm still a little tired. I need to, I start on Monday a little fast, you know, start my normal life, but I realize I can't. <laughs> I need to go slow, slow, because I still my body is still tired and I need to be careful with uh, what I eat and what I do. Yeah. But thank you very much for all of your prayer during the time uh, coming back. It was not easy to come back, but I'm here now. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Yvette. Yes, absolutely. Um, that was, I'm really glad you shared because otherwise I might have picked on you <laughs> to say, <laughs> can you share? Because um, yes, there we go. We were praying last week that, that Yvette would return safely. And there we go. You know, she did. And we're so grateful. Thank you, God. And we will continue to pray for you too, Yvette. I know that recovery from COVID is, is not an easy thing. We do need to keep praying and, and we will certainly be behind you in that as well. Anybody else before I, we, uh, we finish off with a final song? I'd just like to thank you all for your continued prayers for Renee and all my family and just pray that he will continue to his in his recovery. And I just thank you all sincerely. Thank you, Margaret. Yes, absolutely. There's another really recent example of something that God completely turned around. When Renee went into hospital, they, they, they didn't have high hopes and he was told this is not good. But, you know, he's he's home now. So amazing. Thank you. Thank you, God. 
keep thinking of, of the ways in which God has turned things around and keep looking at the Bible stories. It's really encouraging to know that where we don't know what's happening tomorrow, God is in control and he can turn things completely around. It doesn't need to be as we think and expect it's going to be because because of God. Yeah. Anyway, right, so we're going to finish with a song that um, I hope a lot of you will know, but I'm not sure we've actually sung it um, a lot in church before, but uh, it's an amazing song again. So here we go. Do you feel the world's broken? Do you feel the shadows deepen? But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? Do you wish that you could see it all made new?
Amen. Is he worthy? Yes, he is. God, I thank you that you were worthy to open the scroll. You died and you gave us new life with you. One day we will meet you again face to face. And Lord, I pray that as we wait, as we wait in a pandemic at the moment, but even if we were just waiting normally, God, we want to be serving you, hearing from you, being changed by you. We want to be fulfilling your purposes for our lives right here, right now. God, I pray that you will show us what that is today and again tomorrow and again the next day. Lord, have your way in us and through us, we pray, for your glory. Amen. 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 Amen.